What is good, folks? Welcome to Team No Sleep, uh, Social Impact of Sport. James Hicks here. I am not solo, uh, but, but you know, Montel, my, my co-host, is traveling. He's out there doing big things, so I wish him safe travels, and we will see him next week. But I've got a panel of superstars sitting behind the curtain here right now. We're going to get into it. We're going to have the discussion that you all wanted to have. We're going we're gonna to talk about the things that have been on everyone's mind, and I encourage you to go ahead and get into it and let us have this conversation. I just wanted to bring them on the screen immediately. Ladies and gentlemen, look at, the, look at these dynamic individuals on the screen. Y'all go ahead and give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank I love it. Look, look, let me go ahead and say what's going on to folks chopping in in the uh, in the comments that Mr. Riley's world is in the building. Good to see you again, sir. Good to see you. I'm glad things are going well with you. And I know you had the, the strike going on and, and, and now everyone's back to work. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And senior is in the building so we can officially start the show. I tell you what. Let, let, let me do this because not everyone knows who each of you are. I, I know who you are, and, and I would say a, a handful, a, a minority of folks know who you each are. Let's go around the room, and let me start with you, Brian. If you can introduce yourself, say who you are and where you hail from. Sure. So thanks again for having me, James. I am Brian Carey. I am one-third of the Infusion Network, where our goal is to inspire you to think, connect, and build. And... Like I said, we're a multimedia production network, so we, we produce a variety of different video content. And I hail from the city of Norfolk, Virginia, for the time being. For the time being? It sounds sound like that may be something behind that, but you know, we, we, we won't get into that. But okay. Cool. <laughs> Appreciate you for being here, sir. Uh, Dr. Strong, come on now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am so greatly honored to be a part of Team No Sleep this evening. And if you're on the East Coast, it's nighttime. Uh, but I am Walter Strong III from Long Island, New York. I've been happily married for over 30 years to one wife, Angela Strong, and a beautiful high honor roll daughter, um, Anaya, who just recently got a four-year scholarship paid in full to Syracuse. Um, so I am excited. Um, some great things that is happening personally in my life as a content creator i'm an online coach live stream producer uh, where we help you broaden your reach your impact and income through online video and live streaming so i am truly grateful to be on the panel of these great all-stars of content creators i love it i love it. i like how you gave you know homage and you gave respect to, to mama too right you don't you don't want to get kicked out the house right so, so you <laughs> she, definitely you she, definitely got to do that because you know she, she hope you may wear the pants, but she hold the belt. Mm -hmm. At least that's, that, right. that's, that's the story she, that I said. And she gave me a, a free iced tea. So I, there know, it is. Gave, gave you permission to go on and hang out with, with, with us knuckleheads. Let me also, before <laughs> I go into Tallboy, let me say what's up to Mr. Stewart in the building. Shots. I appreciate you for being here, sir. And, and look, look at look at Rich over here. Okay. Uh, Rich, this for you. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> All right now. <laughs> I, 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 that's it. I, I'm, I'm gonna leave that right there. I'm gonna leave that right there. Corey, tall boy, Sanders, tell these people who it is that you are, sir. Thanks for having me on the show, James. Um, my name is Corey Sanders. I go by the name of Tall Boy. Um, first, uh, the reason why he asked me to come on the show is because I 
I'm a former professional uh, athlete, collegiate athlete, and I did get my degree from the University of New Orleans. Um, mm. I am a business to consumer marketing professional. Uh, so I have a B2C uh, marketing background, but then I'm also a live streaming producer, content creator, you name it. I probably have interviewed your favorite celebrities or it's your stars. And um, basically, I just find a way to make it happen. I've now transitioned into becoming a live streaming producer to where if you would like to host a show, I take the stress off of you and we just make the magic happen. So you do the content and I make the show look good. And then lastly, I host a uh, tech show on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. where we simplify tech in a language that you understand. And uh, basically, we break it down. We show you the article. We tell you what it's all about. And you can see it in the black and white fine print, as you call it. Um, outside it. of that, that's it. Tall boy. There it is, man. Appreciate you. Listen, again, folks, I, I got some winners here. If you got questions, I know you're going to have questions or you're going to have some commentary. Go ahead and put them down there so I can get them on the screen. Let, let's talk about what's front of mind, right? Every, everyone was watching watching the, the championships, NCAA. We, we watched uh, the fellas do what they needed to do. We saw the ladies handle business. But let, let me ask you again, because I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and there, there's, a, there's a lot of bad and there's some ugly, but a lot good. But tell me your impression, your reaction to just the tournament in, a, in and of itself, what the NCAA has done this particular year with the promotion of the championship, of, of, the, of the entire bracket, right? And, and then how you think that it ended just again from a acceptance of the end consumer, Right. From, from from the men's side and from the women's side. Corey, I'm tall boy. I'm, I'm going to call you what your mama named you sometimes. So, you know, just don't don't get mad at me, but I'm going to call you everything. But I'm not going to call you out your name. Uh, <laughs> let me start with you again. Just your pers perspective and your perception of how the overall bracket, the, the championship, the entire tournament went for, for the consumer and then also for the athlete in and of itself. So from the male perspective or the females as well? I, I want to well. talk about both, actually. I want to talk about both. Okay. So, of course, every year when March Madness comes out, you know, we all get our brackets. We all talk about brackets and we say, well, you know, there's that once in a lifetime chance that you're going to get that perfect bracket. And I think that that is really where the hype comes in. And uh, you got your favorite teams, of course. And I think a lot of people do not even pay attention to the women's side of it. Uh, they just really primarily focus on the men's bracket. Um, and then I think that there were some upsets. I think people were looking at Purdue as doing something that was really, they had an opportunity to do something special, but unfortunately they didn't know how to break a press. But then you also <laughs> had um, some uh, other teams that shot people that we didn't even know. And that's kind of one thing when I played college ball, it was like, if you ever get to the tournament, this is a chance where you get a chance to make a name for yourself. Mm. And if you can play two, if you can win one game, you've now got a little attention on you. If you win two games and you go to the Sweet 16, you have now made a name for yourself where more eyeballs are on you. You win three or four games and make it to the Final Four or the Great Eight uh, or the Elite Eight, then you people are paying attention to you. And that's kind of what we saw with Florida Atlantic. That's kind of what we saw with Miami, um, uh, the Kansas States. We didn't even know mm. any of these players, right? So because of that, we got a chance to see some names that we're like, man, that guy can really hoop. But you never really know who these kids are because they're in Florida Atlantic and no one's never probably even heard of 
Florida Atlantic or even heard of Kansas State. So just to be able to see that, that was uh, just to see. And that's what basketball is all about. This is what March Madness is all about. It's all about seeing these kids make a name for themselves. And then now that puts them on the radar to not only NBA teams, but other professional teams. On the women's side, um, no one really pays attention unless you're a true basketball fan. And when you're a true basketball fan, it's like, let's get into that. Yeah. Then you start to say, okay, but then this year it was a once in a lifetime generational talent, as in this young lady by Caitlin Clark really didn't know who she was, but I had been hearing her name, but you know, you see her on sports center and she's doing these amazing threes that Steph Curry esque shots that she was Mm -hmm. taking. And it was like to see a woman doing this and she was making them. And I mean, it was like, wow. And then you also had the Angel Reese. Now we're only talking about the two championship, you know, the the championship names that has gotten the most attention. But then there's also some great storylines with, I want to say it's Mississippi State coach, where she was saying, uh, how did she get the job with Mississippi State? Ole Miss, yeah. Oh, Ole Miss. It was, uh, how did did she get the job? And it was, um, I'm over here with no budget. And you guys are playing around with your budget. If you give me the job, give me the budget that I have and watch me do what I watch me what I do with your team. And she literally took them to the sweet 16 or the elite eight or something like that. So the women's basketball side got very sexy and got attractive because not only are we seeing these girls that look cute and they got their lace fronts pinned down. <laughs> and even after all the sec, uh, even after all the sweat then hit, they, their lace fronts, they, I mean, them things was just on, on fleek. So, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we got a chance to see the women from a side that they weren't looking like those witch girls or the lesbian girls. Don't get me wrong. There's still some that are there, but they actually look pretty. And they were playing, and they really garnered a lot of attention. So I'll close in saying I think that it brought more attention to the women's game. And then when yeah. they – got to the championship game everybody was expecting south carolina no one expected lsu to be there and when um lsu made it to the championship game it was a very fun game and then when you got to seeing south carolina get beat and now it's the best player versus the best defensive team now that's kind of where it got interesting and then Mm. we can pick up from there so that's a good point that's That's a good take yeah, that's good. So let, let me ask you before I go to to Brian, who was your Cinderella? Uh, was, was it was it FAU? Was it Old Miss? Was it who, who was it? Um, let's let me just ask you from the from the women's side. Who was your Cinderella? Um, to be honest with you, I really didn't watch too much of the women's basketball um, outside of the LSU. For okay. whatever reason, the LSU team really had my attention. Um, I, I was watching Ole Miss and just to see that story. Um, I was not really attracted to Virginia Tech, even though they had a number one seed. I didn't right. really want to see them win. Um, I, you know, we would love to see a back to back with Don Staley, right? Yeah. But then, as you start to do your research and seeing what LSU, no one picked LSU to be in the in the championship game. Let's just be honest. So, if anybody says that they did, mm-hmm. yeah, nobody's bracket had, had them nowhere near the top except anyone yeah. that went. If you went to LSU, that was the only folks. So, yeah, yeah, unless you went to Baton Rouge. <laughs> now, on the men's side. I mean, Florida Atlantic, I think after that first interview that uh, the, the, the player that was a star player on their team, I think after he cursed on TV, I think he caught my attention. And it was yeah. like, he from Gary, Indiana, and he said, I'm trying to take care of my family. 
Yeah. And when it, when I heard that, it was like, oh, who is this guy again? And then the other guy that mm-hmm. was talking trash, you know, throwing alley oops from half court, you know, and it was like while he's looking over at the coach, he's looking at the coach, but he's throwing an alley oop. I think he got everybody's attention there. Um, I was really well, yeah, mad the, at the Memphis. fake argument that they were having a little fake yeah. discussion. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was mad. I, I was mad at Memphis because they got bounced out in the first round. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, you got to be kidding me. You know, mm-hmm. and every team that I pick, uh, Miss Tammy Chambers, as you like to call, I love me some Tammy Chambers. She was like, everybody yes, you picking, you losing. <laughs> so I don't think you really know what you're talking about. We're not, we're not going to the betting mm-hmm. hall with you. Okay. I, yeah, I hear yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, 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 that, so that, that's, how I, that's how I saw it. I got you. I got you. So Brian, talk to me about your thoughts. Did you partake in, in any of the games? Did you watch any of the uh, the different levels, 32, 16, 8, anything, any of that nature? So here's where I might differ from you all. I am not a basketball fan. Okay. So as far as uh, the tournament, I did not watch any of it. But I, I am privy to some of the major stories that came out of it, in particular Angel Reese and, I mean, eight. So that just goes to show you how big that occurrence yeah. is, how it blew up. And now somebody like myself, who doesn't even watch basketball, let alone college basketball. And then women's college basketball on top of that, then I'm aware of that. So for this particular portion, I'm more interested in hearing what you all have to say. And you deflecting. Stay right over here deflecting. Okay, well, I'm going to let no you go this one time. I'm only going to let you deflect this time. And then before I get to Walter, I'm going to give a shout out to Mr. Martel Allen in the comments. Uh, he said his Cinderella was Miami. Okay. Them, them, them Canes, them Canes, they, they, they show their thing too. You know, they have both sisters on, on the same team. So they, they did their thing too. San Diego state. Yes. San Diego state. I saw them, them boys in the airport in Vegas after they oh, got okay. past the, the 32. And I said, y'all go make it to the, y'all go make it to the championship game. I, I literally told him that they were like, no, I mean, like, they didn't believe me. I didn't believe me myself either. You know, it was after a couple of drinks before getting on the plane. But I said, y'all going to get to the championship game. And sure show, show enough, they did. So, But they, they, they did okay. They, they, they were just over, overwhelmed with, uh, with UConn. Walter, talk to me. Because, again, you, you're, you're a sports fan. You, you follow mm-hmm. the game as well as basketball. Talk to me about your perception and which, how you felt as the tournament progressed for both the men and the women's side. Well, I definitely have to agree with um, Corey in terms of just the overall marketing of the tournament in itself. You, it, as if you are a casual fan, it's going to be presented to you from a men's standpoint of, you know, who's going to get into the tournament, to the brackets, to everyone filling out one to ten brackets and everything. And, you know, you tend to see that from the the men's side. Um, over the last couple of years, I'm noticing how the women's bracket in the women's tournament is now starting to get more and more exposure. Um, and this was really like the first time that really said, Hey, I I really need to pay attention because as much as I want to see Dawn Staley repeat this, this, this young lady named Miss Clark, she's, she's, she's special. And so I think if the women's basketball side continues to build on this not for much from an individual game but just build on in terms of the 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 exposure i think you're going to see tall boy more now when it's time for tournament time where the women's bracket is going to kind of be more uplifted you know it's interesting they have a whole show on who's being picked in and where you're going to be seated i think 
you're going to see the women get a little more equal exposure because CBS is really behind the whole tournament thing. ESPN is kind of like a, a distant second, but I think ESPN is going to really push the, the, the promotion on the women's side in terms of who I had in the tournament, you know, being from Detroit, I wanted Michigan state um, to win. And then I had San Diego mm. state as well. Pray for them. Um, oh. um, because Steve Fisher helped Michigan win their, their last championship. So I, I'm, I'm Hold familiar up. You said with Michigan Steve state or are you saying there. Michigan? I was I, w- I was going for Michigan State to win the tournament, but I had San Diego State as a second because Steve Fisher originally yeah. coached Michigan and helped. Okay. Uh, right. Was it Glenn Rice, uh, Glenn Rice and the boys, and Ramel Robinson win their national title? And then of course he was there with the Fat Five. Um, in terms of Cinderella, FAU had to be <laughs> yeah. your Cinderella, even, yeah, you, them, even them though you did, probably didn't pick him at. They came out of nowhere, and you were like, "Hey, look, I, I want to see them. T- I want to see them make in the final two. But in the end, San Diego State made it. So I was like, "Okay, I don't want to see Connecticut because Connecticut wins it all the time." But it will. I think I watched half of the the um, the championship game, then I turned it to something else. I love that. I love it. And listen, Mr. Stone in here, he's a he's a diehard Michigan fan right there, so he he knows about. Uh... He knows about the Big Dan. He knows about the, the Michigan fan base. You you bring up something really interesting, uh, yeah. Walter, that I want to talk about real quick as well. This this graphic right here, right? Because you, you talk about the CBS versus the ESPN thing. And when you start talking about mm-hmm. money, when you start mm-hmm. talking about the financial piece of it, because it's all a big business. And if you look mm-hmm. at this, the average price for the men's championship game in Houston was $60. Mm-hmm. The price for the women's championship game was five hundred forty-four dollars. The mm-hmm. amount of excitement that was drawn up and was brought up by seeing LSU, by seeing because everyone thought again, if if South Carolina wasn't in there, if Don Staley wasn't going to repeat, then a lot of folks, except for Wheezy, except for Lil Wayne, <laughs> a lot of Ain't folks no thought bullshit. that Caitlin Clark was going to lead her team to a championship and it was going to just be a storybook ending and no shade or no, no, no downplay on her because her game is legit. But just, Mm -hmm. this is an interesting metric here. When, when you just look at again, the pricing and the cost for uh, fans uh, to go and actually watch each of those games. So what what do you guys think about this? Do you think this is going to continue to happen for, for next season as well? Because, you know, a lot of folks on LSU are going to, are going to come back. Some of them are going to come back because they have that extra year of eligibility from the COVID year perspective. And Caitlin Clark is just a junior, so she's going to come back. Talk to me about this. That's why you had your hand up, tall boy. So first off, I don't know if any of you guys have been to a Final Four or a championship game. I went to the one in Indianapolis in 2015, and I paid way more than $60 for a nosebleed seat. And when mm. I went live, people were laughing at me, telling me, man, you as tall as you up there in the rafters, and you already <laughs> there, so you're going to take out the – like they were dogging me out. And that was Mm -hmm. the year that it was Kentucky, Wisconsin, Duke, and I forgot the other team that was Final Four, but it was Wisconsin and Duke. And everybody thought that Kentucky was going to win. And so the ticket prices diminished dramatically because Wisconsin beat Duke. So I think it was really just whoever the teams were, if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. So because it was UConn, 
because it was UConn, FAU, San Diego State, and uh, Miami, the big fan bases are not going to be there because they don't have the fan bases outside of UConn. Whereas mm. LSU had the fan base, Iowa had the fan base, South Carolina has the fan base, and because Don Staley could have done a repeat, that's where the money started to say, okay, cool. I think let's not be remiss to say what two, three years ago they showed a graphic of what the men's locker room looked like or the weight room looked like and the food choices that they got versus the food choices in the locker room. Yep. You know, so now to be able to see that this is changing, the question is, are the women getting taken care of? And I think that that's really the bigger question as opposed to the ticket mm-hmm. prices, because even though they got somebody got somebody ate good off of that five hundred and forty four dollars for the cheapest ticket. But the thing is, those players don't get that money. So was right. it the NCAA that got that money? They were greasing their pockets. Did the conference get that money? But somebody got that money. And I think that that's where as a former athlete, it's then it tends to rub you the wrong way because, and this is why you hear the Chris Webbers or you hear the Jalen roses or any other player saying, I can't even afford to eat. I can't even afford. My mom is about to get my lights cut off and you over here stacking this money and I don't even get a dime of this, but I have to play hard and I'm a kid. No, I'm an adult. I'm 19, 20, 21 years old. And I got adult problems that are at home, but I'm playing in this championship game. And you heard the brother from Florida Atlantic say, it ain't going to be long. If you heard his comments, yeah. you know, he was hood with it. But it was like, look, we getting up out of Gary, Indiana real soon. So I'm balling my tail off because now to see a game ticket for $60, that's kind of what it would command for. Wow. Nobody's spending $300 for it to go see uh, uh, to see Colorado State. I mean, excuse me, um, San Diego State and and uh florida atlantic no one's not going to pay 300 dollars for the cheapest ticket or 400 dollars. Mm. they're not going to pay that price now if it was yukon and it was purdue then you could have probably commanded that money whoever was the other two one seeds i think that they would have been able to command that so is that because of those schools having a more storied program right you know you guys got the championships a lot of them on the women's side. They now got five on the men's side. You, you know, you got the Dukes of the world. You got uh, you got all these schools that have a more storied program that actually have won. You don't. You, do you not think that the student athletes with this advent, with this new world, and I see Tammy talking about NIL as well, right? With with this new world order of NIL and actually these amateur athletes being treated like professionals and getting paid for going out to the grocery store bagging groceries and getting $50,000 for, for hanging out there for an hour. Is it not going to be better services, better equipment, better food in, in these locker rooms and, and in these areas for the women as well? Right. Cause everyone tuned into the women. We, we, I, I can almost guarantee you that more folks tuned in to watch the women this year than, than watch the men. And, and even without knowing that, that particular graphic on terms of the price. And that, that's for anyone here. Anyone in the comments as well? I think I think that's at a certain point. I don't tune into the the women's side until you basically get down to the elite eight in the final wow. four. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just being honest. And mm-hmm. and and out and out of those final four elite eight, you're either going to have LSU, you're either going to have Connecticut, or you're going to have um, South Carolina. And f- forgive me if I'm missing another top Tennessee. player, Tennessee. Thank Tennessee. you. 
those have been traditionally over the last decade your four top national top teams on the women's side so when you quoted the price from the women's ticket side yeah if pat summit god bless her soul was mm. still on the sideline those ticket prices would be correct if you have what uh tall boy the, Gina, the coach G- from Gina, Gina Ramo. Uh, Ramo. okay you would probably and then the at a, yeah from UConn yes you probably looking at a thousand dollars on the women's side because of those five, four top programs now who are the top and they have the budget now, and they have the budget because they got you're the hardware the, in the trophy case right mm. now if you're talking <laughs> about the men's side you're talking about Roy Williams you're talking about Chris and notice these top names are now retiring Williams is gone Mike is gone uh Jay yeah, Wright Tom is Izzo. gone Izzo is just about gone so the so if you would if you would have had an FAU and the San Diego State is as, as Cinderella as they was you probably easily got a hundred dollar ticket for them so that does make sense to me wow. so it's good to see so it's good to see in all fairness it's good to see that there's a new breed in town, but we're not ready for that new breed, you know? So right. it's like, um, you're accustomed. It's like this and not to, sh- not to shift gears or anything, but you're accustomed to seeing certain players in the NBA all-star weekend, right? Uh, that's playing in the all-star game. But then when you get somebody that plays the big man that plays for Memphis, it's like, who is he, you know, who's the, mm. the big tall guy marketing playing for Utah. He's not an all-star. It kind of diminishes the game, you know? So, so to see a Florida Atlantic, to see a San Diego State, to see a Miami, these are their first times even making it to the Final Four, to even make it to the Elite Eight, to even make it this far. Mm-hmm. Just to even get this far, you know, it's like they're Miami is known for football. Uh, Florida Atlantic don't know what they're known don't for. They San known Diego for. State don't don't Maybe know what they're known team. for. I don't know. You know, you know we yeah, don't know what they know for. Right, but but <laughs> but I mean. But you got, but like, but on the flip side, the pandemic allowed these juniors or sophomores to become juniors and they get that extra year. So Mm -hmm. you got to remember a lot of these big teams, they do a lot of one and done, right? So when they do that one and done, it's like that coach is constantly recruiting for the next big thing. Whereas if you and Montel that are on this show and you guys are constantly on this show every week building, you guys have chemistry. And now me and Walter doing the show for the first time with the uh, brother that's, uh, what's your name again, sir? Brian. Brian. To have Brian, me and him working for the first time, we never worked together. That chemistry, we don't have that chemistry. Well, to see Florida Atlantic, to see Kansas State, to see the you know these teams that made it, this was their first time even making it this far. It's, it's, a, new, it's a, new, uh, a new breed in town. Okay, I got you. I got you. And if well, I can add one more thing. I was gonna say yeah, I'll let, I'll let you go, but we're gonna have some chemistry, right? Because we, we, we got we got a lot of folks in here. And and listen, Montel, you probably in the airport right now. He he active in the comments. That boy wanna mm-hmm. get on camera. You you know the number. Come on now. Get in here if you want to. Put some look at him, put some respect on San Diego State. Ain't nobody said nothing bad about San Diego State. <laughs> My goodness. I, I think I got some Aztec gear in here. So there he go. Go go ahead, Walter Mike. <laughs> and see. <laughs> Another good point is when it comes to the men's side, the number one seeds are pretty much the ones that CBS wants in their final four. At the end of the day, as much as you go through your whole brackets, they want you to go chalk because that's where the ticket price is. So, you know, I totally forgot about Kansas. What was the, was it Bill Self, uh, tall boy? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, again, those storied programs. So, all right. So that, that's, 
I think that's kind of the good piece, right? Again, there, mm -hmm. there was a lot of different folks watching the game. There was a lot of money coming in. Hopefully, it goes to all the right places. Someone who doesn't watch the game, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a glass half full person just for right right now, top boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it if we want to, but I'll say like someone like Brian who probably doesn't typically watch the game, but now you saw the women. Let's go to the women's side. You okay. saw Iowa, and you you saw Caitlin Clark. You heard about her on whatever CNBC, CNN, ESPN. You you, you saw her or heard about her wherever. And then you heard th these ladies from LSU. You you heard about you know you heard about Angel Reese. You heard about you know all the things that they do, and you heard about the personalities, and 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 you probably got into it. And you said, "Man, I love this, right? I'm I'm going to love seeing this combative effort that happens. Going to love seeing this this um, th these these gladiators out here doing their thing. The, the really competitors. And then mm -hmm. what happened?" They shook up the world and LSU came out and balled out and didn't leave nothing out there. Didn't leave no crumbs. Angel Reese was, was passionate about not, not just her, but the entire team was passionate about mm -hmm. the game, passionate about what they were doing. Angel Reese was, you know, it wasn't her best, best game, right? She, and she wasn't scoring as, as much as she used to. She was more a facilitator, but you know, when she got it going, she got it going and she was actually helping with assistant things of that nature. But mm -hmm. the trash talk, the personalities coming out. Angel Reese mm -hmm. messed around and did the Joe Cena honor. John Cena. I'm sorry. I got I got to get my my, my wrestling names right. I did the you know you can't see me, and the world <laughs> is having a problem with this graphic right here. Half of the world looks at this graphic right here and sees Angel Reese doing the John Cena. You can't see me, and they have a problem with it. Half the world sees Caitlin Clark doing that throughout the entire tournament mm -hmm. and doesn't have a problem with that. Talk to me about the issue that you see with this, with, with that dynamic, right, Brian? I, I, I want to get that from, from yeah. you, right? Again, someone who's removed from the sport for, for the most part, wasn't as, as vested in the games, things of that nature. And then, you know, have the majority of society see Caitlin Clark out there being competitive. They're saying, right. This is just a, a, a fighter out there, you know, out there trying to win. She's doing a John Cena. You can't see me. But in the championship game, when when Angel Reese does it, oh, man, she she's on the cover of the news. And she she's the first first thing out of the 10 o'clock news that, oh, man, she she's she's a non-professional. She's this, this, this from the negative side. Talk to me about your thoughts on that. Yeah. So this is this is actually really interesting prior to. Today, I didn't know that Caitlin was doing the you can't see me gesture in any of the games. I didn't know that that was a thing inside the tournament until Angel Reese made public attention for this. And so just from a, a factual standpoint, I find that very interesting. And my, my thoughts on this are I've seen and I'm pretty sure we've all seen and heard far worse in traditional men's competitive sports. And it's just, just taken as accepted. It's just part of the, the culture and no one bats an eye. And so I don't really think that this is something that is something that, that should warrant this much attention. It's a sport. I mean, everyone was safe. They play, they get emotional. They'll, you know, you trash talk your opponents, they trash talk you, you return it back to them. So it's, it's blown out of proportion for, reasons I 
I can't quite put words to. I don't want to take the take the easy route and just scapegoat it, but I do want to draw attention to the fact that it's interesting in this particular scenario and it being highlighted when, let's say, this happened with Steph Curry and um, some other player. We would never be hearing about this. Yeah. When you say blown out of proportion, I, w- I want I want to dive into that just a little bit more because, and I see it coming in the comments as well. Who, who is blowing it out of proportion? We talk about it here on Team No Sleep because we like to get into that social impact of sports, and I like to dive a little bit, a lot deeper than the typical Fox Sports, ESPN, CBS would, would get into these type of stories. And there's that ver- there is that cultural element that yes. tends to get ignored or tends to get overlooked because it's an awkward conversation. But, but when you say it's kind of blown out of proportion, go a little bit deeper into that, man. Sure. What I mean by blown out of proportion, I don't mean about the discussion that we're having. I'm saying with it trending in the media cycle. Okay. So a good indicator. So Twitter isn't always the most reliable in terms of <laughs> high level intellectual discourse, but it is a good indicator of what people are thinking. And the fact that this story is trending for a substantial amount of time on that platform, which has become pretty much our towns, our town square, where people voice their ideas or opinions. You see what other people are thinking. It's a it's a commerce of ideas, good or bad. And the fact that it occupies the media cycle that much in that regard and that many people are talking about it, that's that's the indicator that I'm basing it off of. This is where I say it's blown out of proportion because had it been some of the players in the NBA, the NFL, uh, MLB, uh, your favorite boxer, men's college basketball, I don't think we'd be having the same conversation. Yeah. Tall boy, let's get into it, man. Because we talked about this the other night, which is why you were here. And, and I know you're over there tapping your feet because you, you've got a very good perspective in terms of this. And and no, the, this is not the only reason why I invited you on the show, man. You got the keys to the front door. You can come in anytime. But, you know, let, let's talk about this whole aspect again. A, a competitive, two competitive uh, athletes out there on, on the field, on the court, doing their thing, battling it out. Right. I think Caitlin ended the game with another. She may have had a triple double. Who, who knows? So she was out there balling, doing her thing. But Angel Reese at the end of the game, doing the same type of thing. You can't see me uh, flashing the ring. Right. Having having her teammates draw the rings on on her finger. There There is a point where it's healthy trash talk, kind of like Tammy was saying. But there was actually there, there may have been a point where. It, there may have been just too much. It, it may have slightly stepped over the line. And talk a little bit about that because we had this conversation the other day. So personally, there's so much, there's so much to unpack here, and I, a lot to unpack. And I'm gonna try and s- summarize this as quickly as I can. First, take your time, and I, got, I got a lot of tape here. Don't don't worry about it. We, we <laughs> first, first and foremost, when you look at the collegiate game versus the the. The games, Major League Baseball, football, or professional sports, when you get to that level, you can trash talk. You never, rarely do you ever see trash talk from the collegiate sport. And correct me if I'm wrong, Walter, do you see Mm. trash talking? You don't see that on the collegiate level. On the amateur level, you don't see it. What you have now seen is Angel Reese, she has come in with a swagger. She has mm-hmm. a personality. Mm-hmm. That whole LSU team has a swagger, and they got a personality. Iowa, they got their stiff swagger. You know, she got the John Cena. Like, even when Angel did her John Cena waving in the face, it was with swag. When mm-hmm. Caitlin did it, it was a stiff swag, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. but she was talking stuff, and unfortunately, 
we have to look at black and white, right? And, I, and even though we don't really see color in sport, there is racism, there is color, or there is black and white in sport. So yes, the media are the ones who writes about it and they're looking for storylines. And when they're looking for storylines, they're like, okay, and you can even, if you go back and watch that press conference of LSU, the coach, I love the coach. Didn't coach know Kim too much off about her. Coach Kim yeah, was off. Said, Come I, on she now. Said, I don't know nothing about no Twitter. I yeah. don't know nothing about no Facebook, <laughs> no Instagram. I I post, but my you know my staff posts. I don't do nothing about that. That's what these young kids do. I don't know nothing about no none of that. Nothing mm-hmm. social media. And y'all are looking for me to validate whatever you're gonna write. So unfortunately. The media is trying to control the narrative like they do in anything. They build you up mm-hmm. to tear you down, right? But then black Twitter or social media gets involved. And then you got the shade room throwing their little comments because we're looking at black girl magic, right? So mm-hmm. if you know, even if you don't know Angel Reese, you've seen a meme of her where she was trying to pick up her shoe and the person was trying to lay up the ball and she turned around and blocked them and looked yeah. at her and like, are you serious? Like yeah. disrespect me like that in my house. So even with that, she had an attitude and a swagger. Now, Caitlin did it because she had, and she could back it up. Now, back in my day when I played, if you did anything like that, anything of you too small or doing whatever these NBA players are doing, and you did that on the collegiate level, you're going to be running some stadium stairs. Wow. This new breed of generation, you the coaches are like, hey, we winning. It is what it is. Okay, let it go, right? So unfortunately, the media started this by saying that this is unhealthy for Angel to do it. Now, I will say this, and I'm coming from a former athlete, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I made my comments and I said, I think Angel was wrong in how she did it. I don't, I'm not mad at her for doing it. I just think what she did, and if you go back and watch the tape, she deliberately walked over to the girl and she put her hand in the John Cena face. She did it to her once the game was pretty much solidified. It was over. Caitlin was walking away and she deliberately walked to her and did it. Now that's unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, yeah. when she was at the free throw line and she did it, I don't have a problem with you doing it. But when you deliberately walk over to somebody when they're going on their own separate way, that's like me literally walking up to you saying, yeah, I just got this and I just I'm going to step in your face and I'm going to step in your Kool-Aid and, I, and, I'm, and I'm coming into your personal space. I have a problem with that as a former athlete. And if I was a coach, I would have probably yoked their jersey up and I would have gotten in that ass. That's probably mm-hmm. what I would have did. Mm-hmm. But considering and then this is where I kind of got upset with the team of LSU, once they won the championship, I know you're in the excitement of winning, but you still have to go in that layup line and you got to shake their hands. And they did not do that. They were so in the moment of celebrating that they did not shake that, their hands. I was going to bring that up. Okay. I'm glad you're talking about so, that. Cause I was so, going to bring so that I, up. So I have, so I have, I take, I take, I take prob, I, I take issue with that. And I, and unfortunately because they want, they won, now they have this chip on their shoulder that they're the ish and you can't take nothing away from me. And this is the first time we ever did anything like that. So a lot of this stuff is like the coach is allowing certain bad habits to happen that mm-hmm. if it was any other team, if you had not won this championship, there's no way in the world none of this would have even transpired. But because you won a championship, we're letting a lot of this stuff go. And that's where you hear the media saying this is poor sportsmanship. Now, they've been doing it all, 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 all tournaments. 
So everybody's been saying you too small, putting the hand down, you know, yeah. when they get the rebound. Apparently the coaches have allowed it. The referees aren't teeing them up because if the referee would have blew that whistle and teed them up for doing that kind of stuff, that would have been nipped in the bud from the get-go. For Caitlin Clark to get that technical foul for throwing the ball behind her back, I think that that was yeah, that was a bad foul. That was that, not that no, was not that, that was not that, a good foul. Them referees should have huddled together and you know they should have reversed that call. But neither here nor there, the subject at hand is black versus white media writing the story. Now black Twitter or social media, the shade room or uh, the sports blogs or columnists, they're now chiming in and saying, hold up, this is okay. If you, but they're saying that this is now the new norm. This was not the new norm five years ago. This was not the new norm before the pandemic, but this is the new norm where trash talking is now allowed. And if these coaches don't get a handle on it, I think that um, it's going to become a problem. Wow. Okay. uh, And that's just just what I think. And, And like I said, Walter, correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen on the collegiate level. I remember my coach got into a fight uh, my first game back from a suspension that I had my senior year. He slapped, like literally slapped the guy's hand. He didn't shake his hand. And it was on ESPN that he he slapped the man's hand. He like kind of, you know, you walk by and you just slap the hand. He mm-hmm. didn't mean it out of disrespect. But the coach got mad, turned around and tried to chase after my coach. And it made headlines that Monty Tao you know, tried to chase, I mean, uh, didn't want to shake the man's hand. So this was back in 2001. Now you over here doing gestures of what we see in the NBA. Y'all saying that it's okay. We're going to rock the baby. We're going to say you too small. We're going to do the John Cena. And now it's deemed okay. That's not college basketball. And if they don't get a handle on it, there's going to be a problem. That's, that's the biggest issue that I see. Okay. So right there. So, so Walter, before you, engaging in rag so what what you just said right there and i, I want to ask you that question your thoughts on do you think it's okay right because again there were a number of times as well when coach kim was out there darn there at the free throw line just just out there on, on the court and and the, you know the refs got to push her back she should have got some kind of tea or something one or two times because she was out there mm-hmm. on, on the middle of the court too many times doing doing those kinds of things but having that personality Having that mm-hmm. swag, ha- having mm-hmm. that confidence. And it's not arrogance because you're good, right? Kayla's making them shots. <laughs> Angel's making them shots. All, all them ladies are making those shots. Having that confidence in your game, is that necessarily bad for the game just because it's different than when you played? And let, let, I'm going to have Walter start with that, and then Tallboy might have you in, interact with that too. I don't think it's bad for the game in the sense if you're confident in, in what you're able to do. But I do believe the refs have to be able to control the the intensity of the game where you you don't have a point where you're having uh, Angel doing what she did to, to Caitlin okay. rightly when the game is almost over. I mean, they, okay. you could clearly see that their emotions were really going over a certain boundary point where, it, you know, it could have easily turned into a confrontation had Caitlin not had her head on straight. The, the, the team that comes to mind in, in this whole LSU is the Michigan Wolverines and the Fab Five. They did more trash talking yeah. back in the day <laughs> yeah. with on the mic and on the floor. The only difference is they did not win when it really counted. I, I honestly believe had they would have won when it really counted, that would have really been an issue for collegiate sports because 
they were almost like the rebels or the public enemy of college basketball at that time. Correct me if I'm wrong, tall, tall boy. I mean, mm-hmm. they went to the black shoes, NWA. the black socks, the, the, oh, the NWA, whatever you, whatever NWA. you want to describe. Yeah, you know. And so when I saw this thing unfold with LSU in Iowa, I said, wow, this kind of reminds me of Chris Webber. This kind of reminds me of Jawan Howard and Jalen Rose. Chris out there making calling timeouts. I, I still yeah. got PTSD. Man, stop doing that. Well, don't do that. Don't do let, that. Let's, let's, don't do that to your faint, to your, your, your people in the chat don't there who are Michigan. Then don't do that to them. You don't want them to have a, do uh, you know, don't do that, an issue. I'm, I'm going to try not hearts. to. I'll be quiet. But my point, but my point is, do I do I believe that this is going to be a new norm? No, I, I believe the NCA is going to really have to stamp down and say, we don't want TMO. to cause you. We don't want to cause you to lose your personality and who you are as a team. But we got to ring this back because this was not a good look, especially if you're trying to take women's basketball sports and market it in such a way where like when the tournament starts, when people get selected, everybody's watching the selection show for the men's. Now the women have a selection show, but if you did your, you got your, um, your analyst, your fact finder and see what's the TV ratings versus for women and, and men's, you're going to see a, a major disparity. But if women's are saying we want to be able to get equal footing on all this and, and get the same publicity where well, they got to go to LSU and say, you got to bring this back some. Can you put Tammy's comment back on? Put, put Tammy's comment back on. Yeah, so Tammy's pretty much saying, why not play and act like you are on the professional level? You have to wait until you are in the league to do so. Make it make sense. Great comment. Great comment. Great comment. Great comment. I mean, I think, you... I, think in high, I think in high school, and I'm a, my, my bad, I think in high school you can have a little swagger and you could do it, but when you get into these colleges – these famed coaches, right? They, 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 they will all that back. If you get in there and play for Tom Izzo, all of that doing what yes. LSU just did, you not doing that. You doing that with Coach K? You not doing that. Not you doing, doing that. that with Gino? You doing that with um, mm-hmm. the lady from Tennessee? You just saw, called her name. She she just passed away. Uh, Pat Summit. You're Pat not Summit, doing that. Yeah. You may right. do that in the league. But you're not doing that underneath them. But now these coaches have now left, and now there's a new regime. There's some new coaches. I like what the Kansas State coach said um, from the men's side. He says, I don't make the players play in my system. I tailor my game to their – I tailor my system to their game. If I had a coach Mm -hmm. that said something like that, Man, I would have been signed. Where do I sign on the dotted yeah, line? Yeah. Like that—that that would have been me. <laughs> right, yeah, you right. run so, through a wall uh, for somebody like that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You telling me mm-hmm. I can play my game? My, my coaches didn't allow me to play my game. Now I made my choices. I made my decisions. It is what it is. I made my situation. I made my bed. I got to lie in. But if I had a coach that told me I could play the way I play, and you're gonna tailor my game around, you're gonna tailor the system around my game. Man, I would be laying down whatever you want, whatever you want, coach. So uh, I, I, I love the statement from Kevin Cox too. They said you can have swagger, but you still have to realize that you're part of the team, right? So right. You, you do have to. It, it, it's tough, right? And and Ryan, if you want to chime in again as well, because it's this isn't just kind of a, a sports conversation. It, it's it, it's really do you assimilate? Do you do you do what's best for the overall collective? You know, again, you, you want to go out there and you want to do yourself. You want to you want to show that you're confident and you've got the abilities. And, and like Noosh was saying, shouts out to you being here, man. 
I think, yeah, you, you still, you got to trash talk. Look, at the professional level, they trash talk all day, every day. If you've ever been to a mm-hmm. ball game and you've been close to the court, they saying some things that are not on television. Hey, listen, they, these, these cats is really talking some stuff. Football, too, mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. all these sports, if, if you're not allowed to express that, that, that emotion, especially, again, LSU just won their very first uh, championship. There's going to be some some good moves made and some bad moves made. There, there's going to be some hand gestures. There's going to be some some dancing around and all that. But there's there's time and place, and and I guess you you have to be conscious of your your actions and your efforts and what you do, especially when you know mm-hmm. the world at that particular time is watching. So I don't know. Let me say this real quick. There's yeah. a lot of personalities on on LSU's team. And and if you listen to what the coach was saying, what the girls were saying, I mean, look at Alexis Morris. I mean, we don't really know her whole story, but mm. she got kicked off of the Baylor team, got kicked off, went to Rutgers, went to a Texas, t- Texas A&M, and yep. then she ended up linking back up. Then you got the girl, Flaugé. She just signed with Rock Nation. So she already got a record deal. So you're right. dealing and with person. Shouts out to her too, because she lost her dad. And you know, look, her, that story, that's another just just lovely story. Just well, unfortunate so about her got, father, but yeah, great story that she won. You got all these personalities. So Flage coming in, and if you don't know about Flage, she was on the rap game. So mm-hmm. not only was she on the rap game, she was on America's Got Talent or one of those reality shows. And then now mm-hmm. she's playing college basketball. Then you got the other girl that Carson, who made, what scored twenty one points in the first half, out of, let out alone of the blue, the, <laughs> out of the blue. No, but she could shoot. But if you yeah. know, like they said, that girl can shoot. So mm-hmm. even though, and they said that she was starting before the tournament. So when the tournament started, they just found a better lineup, and that's the only reason why she was on the bench. So it wasn't like she was just a senior riding the end of the, you know, riding the end of the pine. It, she had been okay. doing this already. We just didn't know that she was doing it because no one was paying attention to what she was doing. But you got all these personalities, and this is what I was trying to reel back in. You got mm-hmm. personalities that are on this team. Look at Iowa. They got two personalities with Caitlin Clark and the big girl. Yeah. So Sedano. they both got yeah. personalities. Then you got the Virginia Tech, and then I think I forgot the Louisville girl. She had a little swat swag because the black girl from yeah, yeah the one with the braids. Did, yeah, listen, she was she was balling out too. Yeah. So no, the, the the white girl. I there was a one of the girls from Louisville. Yeah. I, at the end of the game, the black girl said, "If you call me a B again, it's gonna." Mm-hmm. And she looked at her and did a clap back, and it was like white a girl little altercation in the girl. in yeah, the handshake yeah. line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you had who was it? Florida. I, I don't want to call out the wrong school, but one of the girls. She got mad because she got elbowed in the in the jaw with the ball or something. So she threw the ball and was about to tackle the girl and take her out. And it was like, mm. so these girls all have personalities. And it's like, you're going to fool around and find out. I would say what I really want to say, but it, it is. You know, we, we're trying to stay monetized, right? We, right. We still, we're trying to get that. <laughs> but these girls, I mean, in all reality, the guys have the swagger. Yeah. But these girls are saying, hey, we got something to say, too. What they say, the South got something to say? These girls mm-hmm. got something to say. And um, and I guess lastly, to reel it all in, they said mm-hmm. this is the first time um, that sponsors spent money with the women's game. And so mm-hmm. now the money was back behind it. Now, where did the money go? We don't know. We hope that it went in the right places. We really need to have somebody over there eyeballing that women's, where is the money going? Yeah. 
I think someone like a Don Staley is going to make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. And this brother froze. Look at him. He didn't, he didn't just froze right. He, mid-sentence. Mid-sentence, he didn't froze. <laughs> Thank you. But that money, you I mean, because there of that they're looking to say, how can I tap in? Yeah. Let, let, let me ask this. I, I want to be cognizant of the comments that are coming through as well. And Chats, I appreciate everyone for joining in. Chief, I see you, man. Hey, check your DM, man. I done sent you a couple of DMs, man. Check, check your DMs, Chief. Uh, Desmond Tillman, thank you for being here, sir. He yes, says, sir. but does this not add to the spectacle that maybe women's sports as a whole need? Think about Steph's No Look 3, Russ's Rock the Baby, Dame's Dame Time. That, that, again, I'm that's kind of kind of what we were saying. It does, doesn't, isn't this good for the overall game as long as we they maintain it, keep it in check? And, and I see Montel's comment saying, no, don't don't worry about that. Let's let's let everyone do do their thing and let's uh, show that personality. So what were you going to say, Brian? Yeah, I'd like to follow up on that. So shout out to, to my brother, Des, for, for showing up. He's uh, one of the other one of the other thirds of the right network. And so I'd like to, to follow up on that. So. Tombo, what you were saying about the swagger of the players, that's what gets people invested. So if you think about one of the one of the topics we're gonna cover later, which is Bianca Belair and wrestling. So it goes, people don't buy into the athlete's skill entirely. It's the character that buys into it. It's the story. Those, those are the mm-hmm. things that get people invested. People are invested and you see the, mon- the money start to reflect that where there's an emotional attachment. And so with it getting garnered this much attention, I couldn't see this being a positive. I mean, we, we're looking at the, the negative pushback and it being something that, okay, well, black athletes are scrutinized at a higher level than white athletes or white counterparts, which is absolutely true. But I think that this could, uh, in a, un, a very unintended way, it could be beneficial mm. in I mean, the way that right. is pointing out. He's right. I mean, we wore the black socks and the black shoes because of Chris Weber and the Fab Five. I mean, mm-hmm. we wore the back before the Fab Five. Everybody was wearing them little short shorts, booty shorts, like John Stockton. John nobody Stockton's, was wearing. I didn't. I didn't nobody was, no nobody was wearing long shorts <laughs> until Fab Five came out. So now you're seeing on TikTok and you're seeing on Instagram and Facebook, you're seeing these girls out there, Caitlin Clark for three. You know, you're seeing that. You know, and it's like, now is that mm-hmm. healthy? Because now when you get to the next level, like for me, when my first opportunity to play on the on the professional level, I went to an open tryout in Dodge City, Kansas. Ain't nothing to do in Dodge City, Kansas. Wow. But I will tell you, it's in the middle of the United States. Cliff Levingston okay. was the coach who played for the Bulls. And in this open tryout, my agent said, hey, I got your open tryout. It's a, you know, it's open. It's an open tryout. You got to pay $300. They, pay, they fronted the money. I go down there or excuse me, go up there. And when I go, I'm doing the mic and drill. I'm doing layups. I'm working inside, working out. Everybody else is out there taking fadeaway threes or whatever. And all I remember before the coach blew the whistle, somebody walked up to me and said, what's your name? And I saw that they wrote down my name. They wrote down my number. That means I got their attention. They're going to see if, what I'm going to do in the rest of this tryout. Okay. So people pay attention to little stuff like that. And that's how I made... That was me doing those little things of what the coaches were looking for, as opposed to going out here, what most kids do. They see Steph shoot threes from half court, and that's what they want to do when they come on the on the on the court. The the art of playing basketball is gone. Everybody wants to do the finesse. Wow. And like Brian was saying, mm. 
you got to have that personality. These kids see Steph shoot threes. So now everybody wants to shoot threes. They can't dunk. Mm -hmm. So let me see if I could do something from half court. Let me see if I can do something from sideline out of bounds. Let me see if I can hit it off the backboard and bank it in. That's like he said, the skill set is not there, but it's a, it's a swagger that I bring if that makes any sense. And now that's what makes you special. You're not, you're not getting the attention cause you're tall. You're getting the attention cause you probably blocks, you block shots. Like the way Shaq blocked shots, it was like he did it with so much force and so much dominance. When Shaq brought down that basketball rim and it was like, this man tore down the whole basketball goal. And then he turned around and smiled and said, I'm going to Disney world. That's what people want to see. Right. That's so true. it was, so, so, so to, to Brian's point, that's what, that's what is going to help sell that game of the women's collegiate basketball. You're going to have not only girls invested, even Tammy Chambers, even Tammy, even Tammy was saying, I don't even watch women's basketball, but I'm invested into this game. And I'm like, what? You don't even watch basketball. Mm-hmm. But for her to say she wants to watch, apparently there was something that was going on that LSU did right. There was something that South Carolina did right. It's something that Caitlin was doing right. Mm. The cat, capture the attention of somebody who does not watch basketball at all and she only watches it because it's on in the house so so you had to have some type of swagger yeah and interestingly enough all this conversation all all this deep dive all this analysis all this monday morning quarterbacking caitlin Mm -hmm. and and and, uh ms reese have no issues with it they've both gone on Mm -hmm. tv on radio on what whatever on their own social media channels and said listen bring it that's that's what competitors do. Uh, they that's they what Michael not, Jordan and Kobe would have did. Right. That's what exactly, LeBron right. would have did. They felt no. They have come out and said they felt no disrespect by the others' actions for the way that they had their personality and their swagger amongst the game. So I I, I sit in the middle. I really think that it's good for the game, but again, you got to keep it in check because again, now mm-hmm. now and that's why I brought up that first graphic. There's always a method to my madness about the uh, there's ticket prices. Now you got money. You got grown folk money starting to be involved in this in this conversation. I would not right. doubt that ESPN tries to sneak in on CBS mm-hmm. and find a way to get some more of this. I would not be surprised if Amazon don't mess around and, and get Amazon Prime out there at some of these women's games now, mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. of these South Carolina games, at some of these LSU games, because so much more attention has been drawn to that. So we'll, we'll see how that all works out. We'll see how that you, all works but, but out. You, but, but you know how that is, not trying to be funny. Yeah. Whoever has the rights, they, they're they going to be winning. But once somebody comes in and then they do something, Brian's show, he has a viral moment. All of a sudden, people are going to want to be tuned into what he's got. And they might want to say, I want to spend a couple more do- dollars. No different mm-hmm. than Walter Strong. He says something. Well, you weren't messing with me before, but now all of a sudden I'm going to throw a boatload of money to you because you didn't said something or you didn't did something that, you know, got the people want to be attracted. They want to be next to the to the winner. They want to be next to the star. So for you Joe know, I, Biden, I, I, go ahead. I like my the favorite Russell Crowe uh, quote where he simply said, win the crowd. When you win the crowd, and it wasn't it wasn't Russell Crowe that did it. It was the uh, the guy who brought them to yeah to to the gladiator but we said win the crow you know and and are you not entertained that was just a small arena right now they you know the women's you know using the gladiator uh you know analogy from the movie 
as long as they were fighting in that little small arena and everything, Russell got tired. He's like, are you not entertained? You know, I'm, I'm doing all of this. But once you get to the big, big leagues and you say, win the crowd, he win the crowd. That's where all the, 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 the sponsors and, and the money and everything starts to come. And I think the women's tournament side, when you see a big push when tournament time comes, then you could, I think that's the first indicator that people are starting to put some money behind it. That's true. I, I love how the rappers have gotten involved now. Lil Boosie was literally having a watch party here in Atlanta and saying he was over there cutting down the nets at his in his backyard, talking about we finally got us a, a chip. And the mm-hmm. girls are playing his music in the locker room. Yeah. And then they were showing the music that the Iowa State mm. team was playing. Yeah, that, like, was cool. nah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. It, it is like, no wonder they didn't win, you know? So yeah, I don't yeah, know what we, kind of music we, we they listen to that. in that, Iowa. That, that, that but, was hey, cool. this is what we're doing down here. But, so, but I mean, let's, 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 let's keep it. Yeah, let's, let's keep it moving because I won't be cognizant to folks' time, but this has been a phenomenal discussion, and I see some, some more comments coming in. Jim, yeah, man, you, you, on the, you was on the wrong show, brother. I already did the AI and podcast show. Anyway, now, now welcome to Team No Sleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here multi-streaming, multicasting all day, just like my are man you, Tall Boy here. Are you switching um, topics? Because before you do that, just say Jill Biden. That's where I'm going. Had, no, that's where I'm going. Oh, no, okay, no, okay. No, hold hold on. Get, get you adult beverage because we about to get into it now. <laughs> Right there, it is. Okay, so <laughs> hey, hey, so, we need some branding. Come on, cut the check, Minnie May. <laughs> right, so again, I, I already said it said you know that Caitlin and Angel have no issues, right? <laughs> the winner and the runner-up, and or the winner and the one that didn't win. However, First Lady Jill Biden put out a, a invitation to mm-hmm. not just the winner. But she put out an invitation. Hey, why don't why don't y'all from uh, from from Iowa come on over here too? And I I would I, I don't know I wouldn't I'm at a loss of words, and I'm normally not at a loss of words, right? This does not make sense, right? This is this is not a good move, and I'm glad that she has now rescinded it. But First Lady Joe Biden put out an invite to Iowa and to LSU to come to the White House to celebrate the championship. But there can only mm-hmm. be one winner. And Angel mm-hmm. Reese has, has come out and said, look, thanks, but no thanks. This is a joke. And as a matter of fact, we're not coming. Talk to me. No. Let me let me start with you since you're right here to my left, Brian. What what are your thoughts when you again you read this story and you heard this whole <laughs> th- this whole dynamic of our first lady of the United States? You, man, you, you think about this, man. Any sport. Okay, I'm not even gonna get into it. Let me let me just ask you, man. This this is this is crazy though. It's a terrible optic, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you never see the loser of any major playoff, any major championship get invited to the White House. That's that's just unheard of. And it's, it's almost like a, a participation trophy of sorts. That's Actually, that's exactly what it is. That's what exactly what it seems like to me. And you said the offer was later rescinded? Yeah, some, someone got into... Joe Biden's ear and said, you know, this is a, this is a bad look here. You, you might want to, you might want to delete that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that is was, no longer happening now. Yeah. Yeah. She, she sought wise counsel if that's the case hmm. or wise counsel came to her because now from, from LSU standpoint, I also believe you said that they weren't going to take the offer either. Right. Correct. Correct. L- LSU yeah. is saying that they are actually not coming down. 
to yeah, I, I 1600 Pennsylvania for this visit. Yeah, that, that whole thing with uh, inviting Iowa, I feel like that soiled the invitation. So I, I can't fault them for not wanting to go. Yeah, but look where they're going, though. Look, They're going to go to Chi-Town. They're going to Chicago. You know, they, they're going to see the, the Obamas. But again, it, it was just a bad move, bad optic. And Jill Biden, hopefully, if it was reversed, I'm, I'm seeing this comment from Tammy Chambers, right? If it was reversed. Imagine that, right? If the roles reversed with the same offer stand, if Iowa had won and it was still a competitive match, it was a competitive game and it, it came down to uh, not the blowout that it was because LSU put it, you know, did, did what they needed to do. Imagine if it was reversed. Walter, let, let me ask you your thoughts again on, on this whole situation of First Lady Joe Biden making the offer for both teams to come to the White House. Major mistake because historically we've we've never seen that. Um, male or female in any sport, we've never seen it. So major mistake. I think along with that wise counsel that she received, there should have been a public apology. Yes, public. there has not been that. Yeah. And I believe had an, and it, it's possible a public apology, it hopefully will come. It's hopefully the best. If a public apology is then offered, I then think LSU should then rethink their position in coming if a public apology is offered and basically give us a, a small two sentence explanation and you know where the mistake was made, but we, we want to make this up and we still want you to come. Um, then if LSU decides not to, at least, you know, first lady can say, Hey, look, I tried to correct them the issues. That's one thing I will give, I'm not trying to get political, but one thing I will say about, Joe Biden and Jill Biden, when they make mistakes, they nine times out of 10 that I've seen publicly, they tend to publicly bring some type of public apology to it. Um, regardless of your, your feelings or what you vote, they tend to do that. And I think if Jill does that, well, First Lady Biden does that, then LSU should do it. Now, in terms of making that offer, no. I mean, even when my daughter told me about it, I mean, my daughter, she doesn't even follow uh, women's basketball, college basketball. And when she told me about it, she was like, dad, and in the history of sports, this has never happened before. I said, no, <laughs> never. I That's never. what makes this so crazy. Again, right. It, it, left, right, center, blue, red, green. It, 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 it just doesn't even sound right coming out your mouth. No. Tall boy, talk to us, brother. And and then we're going to move on to the next one. You, you can go can as, curse, as deep please. as you want to. Can go I ahead. please? Because I got a sound effect. I got to play. I, I know you can do. do. Go, go ahead. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first, so first off. <sighs> You've been waiting on that it's for so, a while. You've been waiting on that I've for been, about 45 I've minutes. Waiting, I've been, I've been waiting on that you. one, bro. And you won't get demonetized now. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to cut that up and, and make that. Uh, that's going to be on TikTok <laughs> in about two hours. So, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So there's a lot to unpack here as well. It's deeper than what you guys are thinking. So okay. first off, Miss miss uh biden i don't know what the proper terminology to give her you know i don't want to disrespect the position that she's in uh, first lady she, first lady she she doesn't know anything about basketball she really doesn't never heard right. her talk about basketball she had billy jean king that was there billy jean king is known for tennis so she probably should have <laughs> been at the tennis court i mean that's what she was doing right go ahead and make it plain so Come on, 
so you, you I get well, it. When you we want get into them it to come. on this show, y'all don't know. But I tell you, you missing brother, you, you know you want to be on camera because we get it too. Go ahead now. So the reason why she invited Iowa is because the Iowa caucus is coming up. And apparently they want to win over that Iowa caucus. No one's not thinking about this political play that's next year. Mm. Because it's gonna be 2024. Wow. People ain't thinking about this. I now, what she should have did. So what she did was you know what? Now, now what, <laughs> what President Biden needs to do is say, you know what? We're going to send Jill out to Iowa to go be with Caitlin Clark and them girls. <laughs> take, and take them out to IHOP Joe or something. Biden. Take and, them out and, to the and Joe, and Joe Biden needs to host the LSU girls and say, we don't, my wife, I know that we're a united front, but my wife don't need to be here for this. This is the tradition. And we sent my wife with the losers and you're going to come over here with the winners. Now, is that going to sit well with the, you know, with, with Jill? Probably not. Now, what Jill did was she had her uh, press secretary send out this apology. That was mistake number two. So not only did you make the statement, but then you had your press secretary write the statement as opposed to you coming out and you making a right, verbal right. apology. That's where you messed up. Now, I, I think it's jacked up that you even did it, but then now you got black Twitter and you got uh, opinions that have come in and it's like, and then Alexis Moore says, nah, we'd rather hang out with the Obamas. Cause you know, yeah. it's like, look, we can go smoke some weed over here with the Obamas. <laughs> you know, we he can, know how to hoop too. So we, we, he, he we ain't the go. president no more. So we, so now we over here and, and he know how to hoop and he know how to dance. We can do the uh, Cupid shuffle. Cause you know, Cupid is from Louisiana. We can play some Boosie in the background and we're going to have some swag with Michelle Obama. And we're going to be out here doing the stepping in the name of love because that's all in Chicago. I mean, we're going to do a lot of stuff, you know. So at the end of the day, I'm just, hey, I'm just telling you, they'd rather be with Obama. And you got to think, not trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. These girls know the Obamas. They grew up with the Obamas. Mm -hmm. So even though Jill that's and Joe Biden were the vice president, it's like, I know Barack Obama. I know President Obama. I know Michelle Obama. These are our heroes. I want to be next. I want a picture with my hero. So even though Coach Mokey would love to be at the White House, she's already been there before with Baylor. So even yep, though yep. she's been there, these kids rather be with the Obamas. And because you played this Iowa play to hopefully get some, you know, get some votes by inviting them in, you were out of pocket for even speaking because that's not normally a first lady's decision to even make that kind of statement exactly. so for you to even make that statement that's right now there you, you now you put a stain on the white house because it's how dare you come out of your face to even say something like this but once again she didn't have august uh, the girl that used to play august simone or the girl that played for lsu she should have been having her and maybe somebody that played at iowa sitting next to her as opposed to billy jean king you know, you had all those WNBA players that were there. You should have been in the skybox with those players and said, hey, let's have an Iowa and a uh, LSU player right here. Let's have a group of L I mean, WNBA players in this right. skybox with me. That's Optics what you should again. have done. Optics again. But, yeah. but instead, you had a tennis player hmm. and it's like, oh, let's talk this way. You get what I'm saying? So yes, that's why yes, I said yes. at this moment, you effed up. So. At the end of the day, like I said, the only thing that Jill can do, because them, the, the, the girls, now Coach Mulkey, the LSU staff, the AD, and all of them people, they're going to want to have this great moment at the White House. 
But the players mm-hmm. are like, I ain't doing it, and I ain't going. And considering all of them saying that we got personalities, Flaugier going to do a rap this on uh, Jill Biden, and it's going to hmm. get on Rock Nation, and it's going to be, you heard the one song called F Donald Trump, it's going to be F Jill Biden, and next thing you know, it's going to go viral because these kids, they waiting for a diss track. Yeah. And if yeah. they hit that diss track, oh, that's it for the election for the Democratic Party With if he decides <laughs> to rerun again. So I'm just telling right. you what, I told you it's a lot to unpack, and yeah, I think a that, lot of people a, ain't a, paying that's attention. That's a good underlayer that, again, a lot of folks probably aren't thinking about. And, and again, I, I can see Wayne coming out here and doing a bar or something, talking about this as, as well. Like, no, talking Boosie. positive about the team, no, but Boosie. Right. No, you talking about <laughs> Lil Wayne. We talking about Boosie. Boosie well, no, he's he going to do it, too, because he, he, I, I think he's closer and, to, and, to and, and the street And the streets, yeah, the streets mess yeah. with Boosie. Mm-hmm. And and the girls were playing Boosie in the locker room. So if Boosie and Flaugier come out with a diss track on Jill Biden, you might as well cancel this election oh because goodness, Black America, <laughs> this ele- because you heard Joe Biden tell Charlemagne, "Come on, man, you know I'm, you know I'm, I'm. What did he say? If you don't vote for me, then you're not black." Now that was, now that's going a little bit too far into the political realm. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you you really trying to get this vote in Iowa, but then you forgetting about this vote down there in Louisiana. And I think that uh, you were out of pocket. I think she was out of pocket, and I think by her sending her press secretary to do the statement, I think that's yeah. where she messed up at. That that's crazy. And we'll, we'll go on to the to the last story, but it's crazy again to think about the ramifications of something seemingly that you probably thought was innocent, innocent mm-hmm. as that, right? You know, hey, great, great championship great great series let's bring you both in and let's celebrate both of you I'm, I'm just trying to think trying to think differently in terms of how she may have thought but the all the the political ramifications all all of just the, the conversations again how, how this is probably going to affect louisiana and if the biden's get on a train and get on a bus and try to go to the state and try to drum up some funding for 2020 it's crazy you well, gotta we'll go through lsu you gotta we'll go see, to LSU. We'll see how this works out. We'll see. We'll see how that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta saying, go to you know, LSU. Yeah. You know, Wayne and Angel. They were they were FaceTiming each other, and and that's just crazy. And Coach Kim was was part of it too. So we'll we'll see. This will be another one of the stories that we continue to watch and monitor on Team No Sleep. Um, last story, and always like to talk about positive stuff. Um, and this last story is 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 a mix between the two. Uh, this was actually something that that Walter you you brought up, so I'm I'm gonna have you talk a mm-hmm. little bit about the the context of this. And Brian, I know you've got some insights to this as well. So um, let's talk about Bianca Belair, and let's talk about mm-hmm. uh, what happened with WrestleMania. Let's talk about what, what happened with that young young girl and her mother, and why this is a significant story, and why folks need to again look at social impact of sport need to look at what happens, especially when it comes to our youth. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, so I, I came across this story this weekend, didn't watch the the WrestleMania event, but as I was kind of looking for the results of who won, um, this, this story came to light. Whereas, uh, triple H, the former creative, uh, officer of operations, uh, just recently who just lost his position. He brought it up to the news media, about Bianca Belair and how the the divas of Compton came out to escort her uh, during her WrestleMania um, entrance, and the one of the young ladies who was up front, um, her mom's earlier that day had passed away, 
And so there was a concern about if the Divas of Compton would be able to attend because she was a central part of the routine. But the family and those of her, her immediate circle made the decision to say, out of honoring her mother, they allowed her to come and the WWE, you know, rallied around them. And to hear, to see these young ladies being influenced by Bianca Belair, who is the Raw WWE champion, and to bring them before 80,000 people in SoFi, I thought that was just a wonderful gesture. And, you know, the I, I think one report I read was because they said Bianca Belair is such an influential person on these young ladies and just amongst our youth in particular um when you go back and look 20 years ago when wrestling is really scripted sports entertainment you really don't you really didn't see that all you saw was the hulk hogan's you saw the you know um you you know your stone cold steve austin's but now in today's time to see someone like a bianca belair making this type of positive impact upon our youth male and female um it was definitely something that i wanted to to share with your audience because you know you guys are always talking about the sports but the the social impact in terms of how it has on us as a society and just how it had on our young people and you know i think you put that clip back up just the smile on that young lady's face <laughs> and seeing bianca right there in front of eighty thousand people you know, that's that to me, that's that's the winner. But again, our condolences to the young lady, uh, to the young lady and her family for losing her moms. That's that's the young lady right there. So the young girl is the one who lost her mom right here that's dancing. Yes, that day. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that day. But day. she, you know, her, her that's the dancing. The squad had already committed to performing and just. You know, you, you just got to think about it, right? Having the courage, having the, I, I don't know if, if even courage is the right word, but just, just having the fortitude to come out there and still do what you have committed to do at your lowest time. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Five hours, 10 hours, three, one hour earlier, she lost her mom, but yet still went out there and put on a, a stellar show for literally the world. And, uh, you know, we, we, we want to, we want did to she prop our children her, up. Prop our children up. Did, did, did she know that her mom had passed away? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Based 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 on the information that Triple H, Paul Levette, the the, the former chief op, uh, operations officer, had said. And the reason why I say former because the news came out today um, that he's been replaced because of the recent merger with Discover, and now um, Vince McMahon is now in that position again. Um, but now they that she that she had knowledge of it and her, her her immediate circle they they made the commitment in in honor of her moms um and to to support her her uh, her team and you know I'd never heard of them myself prior to WrestleMania I went up then and, and uh went on YouTube and started finding videos about these young ladies I'm like wow these young ladies are amazing but yeah. to have that platform and to see them take that that pain and then transform it into a magical moment that even inspired other young ladies to say, rather if it's to wrestle or to say, hey, I, I wanna be in a big major event uh, with the person who I look up to and, and to sh showcase my gifts and talents. I, I think it was just such a powerful message that 
um, Bianca Belair, the WWE, put into motion for the Divas of Compton and I think for other young people to come. Brian, talk a little bit about that because I think you had some insight as well. I know are you uh, definitely a fan of, of wrestling as well, but you had mentioned that you saw this story earlier as well. Yeah. So I want to want to take a, a moment to give Bianca Belair her flowers because mm. it's a testament of her character and her commitment to fulfilling her her job is to put smiles on people's faces. I think that was one of the, that's the primary goal of WWE. And so if you look at someone in her position who is an athlete at peak performance, like if you actually watch this, of course, yes, it's scripted. But if you see the physical feats that she's performed, like carrying a 300 plus pound man on her back, she did that on TV live. You can't fake that. But and then she's also uh, she's also a former track and field athlete, a CrossFit. Uh, she also has a powerlifting background. This is a a top caliber athlete. And just what she represents to young black girls and then uh, young black boys, too, because I mean, she, the representation is there as well. But I just wanted to to highlight that and really want to underscore what this moment really meant and her being there to console the girl in, in her own way. And I was just really impressed by that. And I mean, this is. WWE, a few of their superstars, such as like earlier that night, John Cena, he yes. had his moment with the, the Make-A-Wish Foundation kids. So he's, I think he has the record for the the most Make-A-Wish uh, fulfillments. But this is just the, the kind of people that they are. And, and once again, shout out to Bianca Belair. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Todd Boy, we're going to start watching a little, little WWE now. We're going we gonna to represent and we're going to make sure we watch these uh, <laughs> Divas of Compton. We're going we gonna, to we gonna stay in tune with this. Uh, gentlemen, we did it. Appreciate y'all for coming through. Right? We, we, we got into it. We talked about a lot of stories. We, t- we talked about a handful of stories, and we talk, we t- but we got into a whole bunch of different avenues about you know, the, uh, the championship, the NCAA, money concerns, cultural concerns, political concerns. Man, I think this is probably the most that I've ever talked about politics on this particular show. We'll, we'll see if... Uh, if, if I get uh, any, any letters here in the morning or anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you, you guys really are family. So appreciate you for coming in, spending some time to talk about some of these sensitive topics. And before I let each of you go, I'm going to give you the solo screen and let you tell folks again, where they can find you uh, and anything from a closing perspective that you may have. Uh, so tall boy, since we didn't give you an opportunity to talk about the uh, WWE story, I'm going to start with you, man. Um, thank you once again, James, for having me come on to your show. Um, I definitely appreciate it. I definitely love this healthy dialogue. I love the fact that we get an opportunity to switch it up just a little bit and don't talk about the traditional stories. We can actually dive in deep, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. So thank you for that opportunity to, you know, see the intellectual side um, from from us and know that they, that there's four educated black men that are on this screen that can have a conversation and we don't have to do anything stupid or crazy and we can actually talk sense. So thank you for that opportunity. Secondly, um, secondly, uh, Montel, come on, 
You need you need to be on the show. I know you on the road. Come on, man. <laughs> find a wall and go live. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna mess with you. Tell you as as much here, gear as I done sent him. Stuff. Listen, as, as as many cameras and microphones that I done sent him, he he could have dialed in, but that's okay. That's you know, then, we, we we gonna let him slide only this time. But uh, and then last <laughs> and then la- and lastly, you guys can find me at the Lab Tech Show on Wednesdays um on youtube uh, where we simplify tech in a language that you understand i understand tech goes over a lot of people's heads that's 40 plus they don't know how to work their phone they don't know what apple is doing they don't know what kroger is doing these grocery bills is coming up apple pay later i'm trying to tell you just come over and see what we're doing over here at the lab tech show on youtube eight <laughs> o'clock wednesdays uh that's it tall boy you crazy but I'm, I'm going to have your links. I'm still going to have your links in the description, even though you're crazy. Uh, Brian, let's go what with they you. Say? What did they say? Oh, he, see, there he go with the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> you got all these trains oh. on your roadcaster. Now you got all. In, okay. Uh, go ahead, Brian. Tell, tell the folks about you, man. All right. So it was a pleasure. Thanks again for having me, James. I really enjoyed meeting both Walter and Tallboy and, and connecting with you in the future, tapping into some of the expertise and in particular with, with uh, our sports relevant discussion, tell boy, I was really appreciative of the insight that you offered from the experience of being a collegiate athlete. So I wanted to, to take a second to give you your flowers on that. But in terms of uh, where you can find me, so check us out at the Infusion Network. That's our YouTube channel. You can also find us on the newly launched Infusion Network website at goinfusionnetwork.com. And stay tuned for, for more great video series that we're putting out. We have season six that will be launching early summer 2023. And in the meantime, we have clips and also other videos that we're producing every day. So look forward to uh, connecting with you guys again. Look at that. We, we got some breaking, breaking news from the Infusion Network mm-hmm. over here on Team No Sleep. There, there it is, folks. Appreciate you, Matt, for, for being here as well. Oh, I didn't know we could plug a channel, man. See, I tell see, about the it's, your time I is over. Talk about the World Quiz channel. Yeah, I, don't I know. know. <laughs> I know. Your time is, is over. I got a whole. Hey, look, I need to pull out the whole marketing. Like, hey, I do this, 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 and that. I got, look, I, look, look, Walter, I got, a, I, got a, I got a stake over there in uh, Hicks New Media. You know, yes, you like, do. I yes, got, you do. But, you know, a minority stake, though. You know, hey, I'll take what hey, you, hey, didn't, you didn't help with the tax this year so we, we don't want to have that conversation on, on air oh, i'm recording <laughs> see here go the personality coming out and here here, here go the you know the, the, the we all got swag. personalities that's yeah, it yeah right that's the last work for the day talk to him walter let me let me first say thank you again for this great honor of being on this panel of discussion uh Montrez, thank you also as well even though you're listening and you're traveling safe travels where can you find Walter Strong? You can find me at WalterStrongTheThird.com. I, I learned something from our last panel discussion. Website comes first. Own platform comes first. Rented space is the huddle with Walter Strong the Third on YouTube, where you can find us every Saturday morning at 11 a.m., where we're going to be committed to helping you broaden your reach, your impact, and income through online video. And then lastly, James, I want to publicly say this for your audience and, and our guests, you know, when they created black and white television, people didn't know they had to up their game. So they came out with color. They came out with HD because they knew they knew Hicks news media was coming and they knew they needed to come out with YouTube and these other platforms for someone like you to be there. So I want to give you your flowers. Appreciate you, brother. Listen, I got nothing else to say. 
Sean, we'll just sit back there. I'm about to mute your mic. I'm about to mute your mic. Folks, y'all appreciate your family. Listen, we'll catch y'all next time. We out. Team no sleep. Be good to yourselves.